Well, preparations are being made. The halls of the church have been decked. It's hard to miss the Christmas decorations in the gathering space as you came into the building this morning. The altar is donned with poinsettias. Worship services have been planned. Some of you are communion servers, and some of you are lighting Advent wreaths. Special events, they're finalized. One of them's tonight. Advent is here, and my friends, Christmas is coming. Our worship planning for Christmas 2018 began in January 2018. Back in January, we discussed everything from themes and sermons to logistics, like fitting 450 people in a room designed for 300, as well as parking to accommodate all of you and all of the guests we anticipate being here on the 24th. These conversations continued through the summer and were finalized last month. Preparing for an occasion like Christmas, the inbreaking of God in human flesh in our world, that takes time. The preparations required for Christmas concerts and special worship services require more than a wish and a prayer. We have to prepare. The entire Advent season is about preparing for the coming of the Messiah, remembering the Christ child in the manger. We prepare our hearts, we prepare our minds, and we prepare our homes to once again remember the awesome event that took place years ago, while at the same time remembering that Christ promised to come again. In Advent, we prepare for God to take on human flesh, enter our world, and accomplish that which only God can do. The redemption of all creation, with no one and nothing being excluded. So are the preparations being made match the event with cosmological implications? Are the preparations being made of our hearts, our minds, and our homes truly preparing us in the way the prophets tell us we should be preparing? Malachi and Luke, Luke by way of John the Baptist, are talking about preparations for more than holiday cheer and house guests. We have entered into a season of preparing for the one who will come and judge, and in doing so, in that judgment, will set creation back on a corrected course. All of this done in glory and justice. Malachi proclaims that when the Lord comes, the impurities of all of creation will be burned away. The prophet wrote, For God is like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. God will sit as the refiner and purifier of silver. God will purify. I know. It's not exactly the Christmas message that you want to put on the cards you're going to send out this week. Merry Christmas. May the light of God entering into this world burn you like a refiner's fire. And by the way, have a happy new year. John the Baptist takes it a step further in Luke's gospel. John was calling for Israel, for anyone that would listen to him, to be baptized and repent We read that he went into all the region around Jordan proclaiming baptism and repentance for the forgiveness of sins, preparing the way of the Lord and making the paths of God straight. 
John declared that repentance was a necessary step as preparations were being made to receive the Messiah. So often, though, repentance gets reduced down to just saying, I'm sorry for a wrongdoing, saying I'm sorry for sinning, and perhaps, if you have the time, making amends. But the repentance John was calling for, calling Israel to, is far bigger than that. Repentance, metanoia in Greek, means to change one's mind. Repentance is much bigger than saying sorry for something that you did. The preparation John is calling for is a change in orientation, pointing, not pointing towards guilt and shame, but instead pointing in a new direction, a direction that allows the refiner's fire to burn away the damage sin has done to creation and then live in the hopeful light of the coming Christ. To repent, though, it doesn't sound like the things I've been doing to get ready this Advent season. At our house, we have the tree up. Decorations are on the mantle. The gifts have been ordered. We've planned a cookie party. I'm not quite sure what that is, but I look forward to it. And we have lights on our house. The preparations that we've made look more like target runs and Amazon orders than reorientation or purification. The prophet Malachi was speaking in a time when Israel was returning from exile and reestablishing the norms of their day-to-day lives, as well as their life in the temple. The cosmological view of salvation had been abandoned. Israel had forgotten its covenant that they were living with God in. Worse yet, the corruption that Malachi was speaking against originated in the temple with the priestly class, meaning that the refiners' fires preparing for the coming of the Lord, that would begin in the temple with the ones wearing white robes and leading worship. John's words are an echo of the words of Malachi and the prophet Isaiah, calling Israel to repentance. John is quoting Malachi, who is in fact quoting Isaiah, when he said, The voice of the one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his, straight, his path straight. Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough waves ways made smooth, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. All shall see the salvation of God. Year after year, we remark that Advent seems to pass too quickly. In a season full of intentional preparations, it seems that we are never quite ready. We plan and we plan, some of us, since last January, and yet we are never fully ready to receive the baby in the manger. Preparing the way of the Lord means that we examine what Fleming Rutledge describes as the dark side of ourselves. These are the places in our lives we do not want exposed for fear of receiving judgment from others. We hide the dark side of ourselves from those closest to us for fear that what might be exposed could be too much for that person to bear. 
the dark side of ourselves, are things that we think God cannot purify. The sins that make it impossible for us to truly repent. Sins that make it impossible for us to truly change the trajectory of our lives. The sins that we convince ourselves are too much to change. We see these as impurities that the refiner could never refine. The entire prophetic tradition culminates in John the Baptist's words. And we convince ourselves that what we've done is just too much. John knew that the time had come. He knew that the Messiah was here and that it was time for things to change. Things were already changing. The coming of Christ is supposed to be good news. It's awesome news. And yet, because of this dark side within ourselves, we see the dark side of creation and think that there is no way any of this could ever change. We convince ourselves that things are too far gone for God to work through a grown man, let alone a little baby. We see war after war and think that we are too far gone to repent. We see an environmental disaster on the horizon and think it's just too much. Nothing can be done. We see poverty, racism, classism, extremism, homophobia, nationalism, and violence. And we think that creation is too far gone. It seems creation as a whole will never be able to praise God, let alone make way for the coming Messiah. We see these things and we think it's too much. We become crippled by fear. And then the preparations that we've been making, they cease. The task of repentance seems to be too overwhelming. We've convinced ourselves of this and we're sure of it. There's too much that needs to be done. Things we believe God cannot overcome. Yet we forget that the purifying refiner's blaze is already lit. The refiner's work began in the manger and culminated in the empty tomb. It began in an unlikely place at an unlikely time. Those who heard the words of John the Baptist were caught off guard. And still, Jesus came and ministered. The incarnation was not put on pause because Israel was under Roman occupation. The tomb did not remain full because sin was still present in the shadow of the empty cross. As we prepare the way of the Lord, we can set the apprehension and fear aside. As we see the compassion of God through the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ who came once already and promises to come again and redeem all of creation. Thanks be to God. Amen.